They're here. And of course, by they, I mean Chris, Kyle, Mark, Tiffany, myself. They're here. We're here. We're, we're back. You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories. Some are real. Some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, beyond belief. Hello and welcome to Beyond, Beyond Belief, episode number 27. I'm Jesse Chapman. With me, as always, Chris Newth. Hey, guys. Kyle Maddock. That's a fact. Tiffany Persifka. Hey there. And Mark Wahlberg. Hello. Today, we're reviewing season three, episode eight of Beyond Belief, Factor Fiction, which, if you don't know, was a 1990s TV show hosted by Jonathan Frakes. It featured five stories that defied explanation, some based on real events, others totally fake. In our show, we try to figure out which are fact, which are fiction, and we'd love you to play along with us. You don't even have to know what Beyond Belief is. If you like strange stories, you'll like our show. We'll summarize the stories, make our predictions, and at the end, we'll find out the truth together. Chris, you had quite the experience today, literally before a record session. Yeah, I I just got back from uh, a psychic reading. What? Boy, are my minds tired. (laughs) Wait, so you got a psychic reading? Yeah. And Jesse got a foot massage. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I'm, guys, guys, guys. It was actually a full body massage, not just a foot massage. I'm kind so. of interested in hearing Jesse's story. Well, well, I'm more interested in Chris's story. Okay, so I go to this uh, woman. Her name is Marla Freeze, and she is. You're like, it's a little cold in here. Is that a spirit? She's like, no, <laughs> that's not a spirit. Come on, I'm going to predict the future. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she was really good, though, and she. Uh, there's way too much. To, I'm still unpacking it all because there's a Let's lot. Let's give of a little context. You've been going down this journey of. Yeah, partly for this show and partly just out of my own curiosity about life. I've been seeing multiple psychics in the last three months. Whoa. And I try to go every like few weeks and just kind of take it in and see what the experience is and try to learn something. So anyway, this woman was highly credited she i guess she was trained by military remote viewers which were like the gov- i guess the US government hired in from in 1975 to 1995 psychics to use their ability to solve crimes and oh, yeah, cases, we've seen this on unsolved mysteries like before count mystery like the horse <laughs> count mystery right okay. yeah and so she she uh she also works in law enforcement and to help people solve crimes so it's a really Fascinating story. But anyway, the I would say there's there's a lot that was said, so I'm not going to go into everything, but the largest thing that I could tell you guys about, sh- the way she explained it, where there are frequencies that w- are all around us, whether we're talking about like X-ray or ultraviolet or microwave or radio wave or whatever. And she has the ability and uh, uh, some people have the ability to tap into this frequency and get information downloaded into their heads and then she can tell you what that is so essentially she's tapping into this larger consciousness that we are all underneath and sort of all can uh, i guess tap into it if we she's watching a channel on uh, tv that we don't have access to yes and what's fascinating is basically yes and what's fascinating is that she's working with a physicist named thomas campbell who works with general relativity and quantum mechanics and metaphysics and tries to teach the science of what she's doing and her using like her psychic abilities and her intuition. And this guy is just a fascinating, I'm just, 
I, 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 you know, and we, we all have different levels of like where we fall on the spectrum of belief and psychics. And Chris is very much, you know, uh, ghostly rules and psychics. And he is a big believer. I'm, I'm not, but I will say this. I do love it. I love listening to these things. I love hearing about these stories. My only question is if you're a psychic and you had your choice of physicist, why not pick Albert Einstein? She may be able to contact Albert that Einstein. That would have been my first question. <laughs> she was like, I'm working with this physicist. And I'd be like, Albert Einstein? She's yeah, but like, today's no. physicists probably know so uh, much more. That's the answer. Boom. That's also, the answer. Also, the amount of energy it has to take to summon a spirit, let alone psychic sitting meter. there. The psychic meter is going to be right. full, fully have depleted. And Einstein was pretty crazy. I bet it takes a lot of energy to reel him yeah. in. To get <laughs> him exactly. in there. Yeah. So, what so what I had a great experience. I really enjoyed it. It was kind of mind-blowing. But I have pages of notes that I have to go back through and was look- there like a key insight or something that like you could share uh that you feel comfortable sharing that was like something that you were like wow that was really specific or that would have been hard to uh look up on my imdb um oh uh <laughs> let's see she was saying that there were a lot of creative projects going on in my life at the moment and she used the word projects which i keep using in my in my life and just in general and she's that, like, these projects were extraordinary. They were truly beyond belief when I was <gasps> when I was thinking when I was I getting the frequency I tuned in. She told me I should let some of them go because they're not making me any money. Well, let's go on to story number one, which is <laughs> <laughs> well later, Chris. <laughs> so I gotta wow. go, you guys. Um, <laughs> that was a horrible way to do that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll have to get some real sponsors. <laughs> you know, maybe our first sponsor could be Mala Freeze. Come on. You okay. just wanted to do that voice one, one more, more time. time. Listen, if you're going to say, okay, yes, you can, you can make fun of it, but I will say, uh, she has a book out called American Psychic and I should plug it since I, yeah, you know, why not? Yeah, why not? All right, guys, let's go ahead on to story number one, which is called Creepy Comics. Come on, Izzy. What are you doing to me? I'm not doing anything to you, Kip. I'm, I'm just trying to deliver something scary like you asked me to. Izzy, this is garbage. Belongs in a trash can, all right? It's good work. I think it's some of my best. You gonna argue with me? No, Kip. So we all got the sense in the beginning of this story that they couldn't mention certain comic uh, and cartoon characters by name. So they were referencing like, you know, there's a sassy bunny. <laughs> First of all, like this is called creepy comics. It's like those aren't comic yeah. characters. They started going down. It's this just path. general cartoons. Yeah, just cartoons. He's like a funny mouse and a sassy bunny. <laughs> and a daffy <laughs> duck. <laughs> and then they're like, no, 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 Jonathan, no. Stop no. it, stop it. No. Well, and it's also... You went off script. Cut, cut. Jonathan, Jonathan, no. It also made me wonder, I'm like, are we just knocking the joke is Jonathan Frakes reading very specific types of comics that we're just not aware of. Maybe it's called the Sassy Bunny. The sassy Bunny. <laughs> All right, Chris, you're going to give us the breakdown. What happened in this story? Yeah, so this story is about a comic book artist named Izzy Wilson, and he's having a bad meeting with his boss, Kip. And uh, the boss is essentially unhappy with the drawings that Izzy is submitting. Uh, basically, he says the, uh, that Izzy lost his touch, the drawings aren't scary enough, and he berates him and threatens to fire him. So... Um, cut to Izzy commits suicide after this meeting and the police, um, have Kip come identify the body in the morgue. And then when he gets home, the, the boss Kip finds an envelope of drawings in the apartment and the drawings depict 
the unhappy meeting that they had, the police stuff that we saw, the suicide itself on the Golden Gate Bridge, the visit to the morgue, like things that Izzy could never have known happened because, you know, he's apparently dead. So the last picture is a ghost of Izzy. And then the uh, Kip lowers the drawings and sees the ghost sitting across from him. The ghost, Izzy's ghost, scares him to death. And Kip is pronounced dead from a heart attack. And then we see that there is one more drawing, and it's of Kip clutching his chest from that heart attack. So, this story is asking us, is it possible that an artist from beyond delivered drawings such that they could predict his demise and specifics that would be virtually impossible mm-hmm. to identify. Well, here's my problem with the story because I uh, I normally would buy into something like this, but I feel in this case when there's such clear evidence, wouldn't we have seen or heard about these? Dra- if if it wouldn't wouldn't it be a famous case that we would all have seen these drawings if this, this were a whole real things become big stories? It's such bullshit to me. There's so many crazy stories that happen every single day. Chris and I just started recently watching Evil Genius on Netflix and. It was a international story at mm-hmm. the time. It was like they were showing clips of people watching it in Hong Kong and this and that. Despite that, I've never Fair. heard of it. Yeah. Fair. You okay. know what I mean? Sure. Like, it was a huge thing and I've still mm-hmm. never heard of it. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. It, it, I think these stories can sometimes fly way under the radar. There's a comic book mogul. I mean, who is this guy? Was he like the Stan Lee of whatever his comic yeah. book yeah. is? Yeah. Just, just a younger yeah. version. you know. Um, so he's found dead holding artwork of death when he deals with mm-hmm. comic books that are full of de- like that doesn't seem far-fetched to you're me talking at all. about the colonel really here is yeah. like yeah what actually happened the police walked in they find the body and he's got all these drawings of death of death mm-hmm. how many it's like a rorschach test right it's like oh there's a a drawing of a guy dead on the ground Ooh, it all connects and it's like yeah. well, really does it all connect mm-hmm. or is some of these drawings like what if there were 15 other drawings in that stack that had nothing to do with anything? I wonder yeah. if it actually did happen with the colonel being that, like, they just found a comic book with, you know, kind of violent images and they found it dead. I think that's kind of the, like, kind of fun, delicious rumor that comes out of that story. Although there is a weird detail here that he doesn't even acknowledge. And the how does it get in the middle wait, of his house? How is the envelope in the middle yeah. of his is his, his lanai? Right. Why wasn't detail? it on the stoop? Well, but the colonel would just yeah. be that it was outside. He brought it in. I mean, because, okay... I think we all are probably all wondering my big question of this story is that both the two main people in it died. And so all yeah. of these things are like, who told this story? But I'm also at the point where I ask that so many times and then it's true. Right. So I can't even trust it anymore, but I'm, I want to point it none out. None of these rules are foolproof. None of these Never. rules that we've come up with Never. and these theories work every time. No. Yeah. Why would they have notified the employer of this guy's suicide? Yeah. Uh, you notify the next of kin. Right they would go to question him. They would go to question him. Not taking to the morgue. Not taking to the morgue. <laughs> to identify the to body. To identify the body. It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. That's the thing that makes me feel like fiction, fiction, fiction feels also, contrived in a major way. Yeah, it's just like, it screams written too. Yeah. I mean, we've had a painter who paints people and then they die. That like, one was true. That was true. <laughs> that was true. But then, then they're like, oh, comic books. Ooh, we're gonna, like, we're gonna give you something similar. It's like, similar. insert artist and we'll right. tell a dramatic story about yeah. it and then it's just us like saying. We would, definitely, we would all definitely write this episode. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Comic books. And there's also a notable actor in in this oh, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tiffany, go for it. Well, no, it's the, the principal from The Breakfast Club. 
Yes. Right? Cue clip from the Breakfast Club. Yeah. I know. Can you can you just do the music really quickly? <laughs> like the two girls spin right. No, it's not that one. It's not that one. That Tiffany's. Never mind. I, re- I regret this immediately. Yeah. Chris, you're up first. Fact or fiction? Yeah, there's too many things that bump me about this story, so I'm going to keep it brief and say fiction. Kyle. I could go either way on this one. Fiction. Mark. Um, I actually really liked this this one. I really enjoyed it. Um, fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany. I feel like I'm walking into a trap, um, and I'll probably be wrong, but I'm still going to go fiction as well. All right, I'll go last. I am really caught up on why they notified the employer and why he was brought to the morgue. It feels like a contrivance for the story very heavily. I'm also going fiction. Each week in our show, whenever we predict, we've all made our predictions. We do one other prediction, which people love. We for started some out, reason. We started I out, we're it. like, we're going to do it for an episode This is the biggest star of our hey, show. This is the you, star. You tried to take this out multiple times, and I said no. You said, <laughs> I was like, this segment, I don't know if it's playing. And then everyone, like, we got feedback, like, on Twitter and stuff. People were like, I love the coin. So we flip a coin. And if it's heads, the coin's going to predict fact. And if it's tails, the coin will predict fiction. And at the end of the show, we find out if the coin has beaten us. Do, <laughs> does all of our thinking and brain power actually mean anything? No. And or you know should what? The we coin, have just flipped a coin? The coin is a lot more concise than all of us, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just gives a straight answer. Yeah, it's so true. All right, here we go. Fiction. So we oh, are nice. all in agreement across the board. And we are going to move on to story number two, which is called Louis the Dip. Wake up. It's payday. What are you doing? I hid the ticket, you know, in case somebody broke in or something. What's wrong, Louie? It's not here. Look, I put the ticket in here. It's, it's not here. You sure that's where you put it? You're a little out of it. Check your wallet. I thought maybe in my sleep I did put it back in the wallet. It had to be somewhere. Kyle, you had said you looked up all the history behind the word dip. Yeah, and uh, I didn't find anything, but I think it means that it's a old term for pit p- pickpocket. <laughs> Good job, pickpocket. Pickpocket. Pick, pick, pick pick, 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 how many? I got very pickled <laughs> pockets. Can a pickpocketer pick? What's the if one a about pickpocketer? Um, beavers pick pockets. And- or, or how many woodchucks? How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? How no, much wood yours. would a beaver chuck if a Wait, beaver could chuck on. wood? Wait, hold on. What, what does a woodchuck do? Does a woodchuck not chuck wood, actually? I think a woodchuck is just a Ooh, slang wood. term for a beaver. Yeah, I don't think you can say woodchuck these days. It's like a slur. You really oh, can't. For beavers. <laughs> beaver's also a slur for something else, but like if you compound oh Story God. number two, Please Mark, stop. you're going to break it down for us. What happened here? As the title says, there's a man named Louie, and he is a pickpocketer, and he's very good at it. Um, he's hanging out at his local bar where he does most of his pickpocketing, and a guy comes in bragging about the lotto ticket he just bought and won $4 million with, but he hasn't picked up the money yet. Of course, Louis very sneakily picks his pocket and gets a lotto ticket. He goes home and he tells his wife and she's freaking out. And like, tomorrow we're going to go and collect the money. They go to sleep. But Louis hides the ticket because he doesn't trust his wife or girlfriend. And then the next morning he wakes up. The ticket is gone from the hiding place. He checks his wallet. It's not there. He checks everywhere. He's yelling at the girlfriend. She doesn't know what's going on. And he's like, great. Now I have to go back to just picking normal pockets. And so he goes back to the bar. He goes to pick a pocket. It turns out it's an undercover cop. It's a sting operation on him. He's been picking too many pockets. And then when they go through his wallet to get his ID, they see the lottery ticket in there. And he's like, that wasn't there earlier. And they're like, hey, Hank, here's your ticket. He's like, oh, cool. My $4 billion. 
Nice. Not mad at all. Yeah. <laughs> so this story is asking us to believe, could a man have misplaced a piece of paper for several hours? Pretty much. And also... I mean, really? Like, isn't, isn't that what this Well, is? I thought well, I was going to have a great argument for it's you, more guys, like but mis- you just took the words out of my mouth. Misplaced four million dollars. Yeah, but, but it's like... one piece of paper that represents you know, like, the four million. Yeah, he looked at his wallet for like a heartbeat. It's not in here. <laughs> and he's I usually like, walk I, in my... I look at does, my wallet like 20 times. He does yeah. have a line. They do, they do say like, I checked my wallet a hundred times, but it's like sometimes... You can just, yeah. I don't know. This this is so facty to me yeah. right mm-hmm. off the bat that I'm like, is this fiction? This may be the shortest segment we have on our show, but <laughs> flip the coin. I do feel like there's nothing weird about it. Like, yeah, he okay. just didn't find his no, paper. There, there is one weird thing. Who would have liter- sex with him? Yeah, I was thinking that too. <laughs> oh, okay, there are two weird that. things. That is one of them. <laughs> he is very unappealing. He's very almost more unappealing than the comic book artist that <laughs> we saw. Almost. Who, by the <laughs> way, the comic book artist comes on screen and then Mark goes, is that Loki from Avengers? It's he looked hair. very creepy. <laughs> yeah. like hair. It did look like him. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Tiffany. What was that thing that the was going to weird The one thing that really, it's not even about Louis the Dip, which by the way, horrible name for a pickpocket. <laughs> Great punk band. A dip is another word for a thief. A oh. thief that picks he looked it up. S- he looked it up. Stupid. Sounds the- like a sandwich I'm going to order tonight. <laughs> but the other thing is this it's guy gets a winning lottery ticket and then instead of going to cash the ticket, he goes to the bar and he's like, guys, I got this winning lottery ticket yeah, right here. Yeah, he's like here. screaming about his lottery. I'm just like, going to put it in my pocket and continue having a drink for a while. It's like, no, go and, and then the guy it. who steals yeah, it doesn't a- cash it in either yeah. and it holds it overnight. I, I don't kept, understand. But guys, that's such a like modern day thing with Instagram and Twitter and stuff that people announce like what they're doing before they even like but do even, it. Okay, even sure. today, if someone like got a winning lottery ticket, yes, they make an Instagram story on the way to cash the lottery ticket. You, That's ne- the you only never thing cash that it right away. Me. You call the attorney first. You figure out your plan. Okay, that guy from the bar was not calling the attorney. We can all agree on that. <laughs> hey guys, I got my lottery ticket, but uh, you know, first I really need yeah. to get my attorney on the line and uh, lock down the legal details. And how many yeah. how many taxes are gonna be taken out of this? And a nice Shots cold on beer. Me. You know what? I think Shots I'm gonna do me. a prosecco. Actually, <laughs> I'm worth it. <laughs> screw, screw that Bud Light swill. I'm going fancy tonight, guys. <laughs> I got a few extra dollars to spend. (laughs) When he loses the lotto ticket, he goes, yeah, the big score of my life was gone. Then I had to go back to work. (laughs) Which is going back to the bar to pick Pick pockets? I, were we yeah. all yes. expecting him to like have a nine to five as yeah, well? Absolutely. Like he's like got to go back to work, and he's just back at the bar. And does he go to the same bar every day? Like, yeah. wouldn't that bar have a reputation? Like, you don't go to yes. that bar. Yes, it would. So much so that they had a undercover police and a sting operation. That's true. Um, all right, guys, let's go on to predictions. First up, me. I just keep coming back to the old. You lost the piece of paper for a few hours. Fact, Kyle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh shit, I lost something in my wallet. Yeah, fact, absolutely. Chris, so when we come across stories like this, often we think, okay, so it's so clearly a fact, but that doesn't mean it's always fact. Sometimes they make a very reasonable story and put it on the show to trick people. But in this case, I feel like the story isn't that good. So I feel like if they're gonna make a story that's so obvious that they would have to do better. So I'm gonna say fact. Tiffany. Yeah, I just feel like if this ends up being fiction, I'm going to be really underwhelmed with the writer's creativity. Um, So I'm also going to say fact. Mark. Yeah, exactly, Tiff. I'm going to give the writers a little more credit on this one. (laughs) Fact. Wait, Mark, this isn't too fact to be fact? This is not a TFTBF fact version. 
Yeah, because of the fiction. <laughs> TF, yeah. TF, TF, TF. We yeah, really yeah. have to TF. come up with better <laughs> phrases. All right, let's flip a coin. What's the coin going to predict? Oh. <laughs> fiction. Uh-oh. I just I just tried to catch the coin midair and then smacked it out of the air and hit Kyle in the chest. <laughs> See, this is why we like the coin. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps us on our toes. <laughs> Oh, shit. This is why I, I wanted I to get rid of this segment because I keep injuring people with the coin. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to story number three, which is called The Wailing. Maybe we should stay in a hotel. I just can't stand the thought of another sleepless night. You still think it's the wind, Brenda? Frank, this house is not haunted. All old houses make noise. I just know what it sounded like to me. Right, like a little girl crying out for help. Tiffany, what happened in this story? So a husband and wife moved into a new house that was built by a gangster who was also murdered in the house in the 1920s. Um, but they're not getting any sleep because every night they're woken up by this wailing noise that almost sounds like you know a girl asking for help. Um, and so one day, you know, the guy's a mystery writer. He's working from home. He hears a noise again coming from what seems like a bookcase when he noticed the bookcase actually has a secret door compartment opens it up and sees a little girl there but the door shuts behind him and you cut to the wife coming home not finding him calling the police and as she's sitting with the police officer they hear the noise they go to the same book case and they open it up and the guy falls out almost having died from lack of oxygen and they see the corpse of the little girl and it's revealed that the little girl was actually the mobster's daughter who hid the night that he was murdered and ended up dying in the secret compartment and was just found then right and so this story is basically asking could a spirit from beyond call out to these people in the house basically so that she could ultimately be discovered Mm -hmm. and then buried and have rest and I think that's kind of the point it's a little abnormal you think there's going to be something else or like they discover there was a safe inside the the, oh yeah we were all like ooh what's in the safe what's in the safe maybe a lotto ticket I wish they had (laughs) framed that shot differently put her in a different corner because all I could see was that safe Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh she's leading into the safe there's something in the safe it was just art direction that they didn't want to they didn't want to cover it up well my favorite part was that they gave the perfectly logical explanation that I first thought of where it's like oh was did he hallucinate from a lack of oxygen in the room and see the girl and it's like yeah because if a guy was actually locked in a room with the corpse of a dead like a little dead girl like I and think he mentioned it, like the, it was like really hot in there yeah and it was like, like really hot I couldn't breathe I'm like I feel like to protect him from himself from the trauma you could see him hallucinating as a live girl so I don't know that's what I instantly thought of when when that happened I did love that we see the girl and then when we cut to the skeleton, the hair is completely different. It's yeah. like this really bad wig. And yeah. it's like, guys, just go to the wig store and get the girl. Or like put that wig on the actress. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. It's like blonde hair with like curls. Yeah. It's, it's easy. You know. It's easy. <laughs> the roaring 20s and all that stuff is so... I have such a romantic vision of all that. That like any Oh, the speakeasy. Yes. Yeah. The depression. <laughs> yeah. Not having yeah, money to buy food. Lack of medical necessities oh, across it was the board. Such a fun time. Such a romantic period. <laughs> yeah, but those pinstripes. There we go. Um but anyway, uh anything in that time period hate you more <laughs> anything in that time period i just fucking love so i love this story so talking about how this could be real i could easily see there being an old-timey house somewhere and there being a secret room or something and someone having died in there and no one finds it immediately yeah. and yeah. years years later you find a dead body in the room of an old gangster or whatever mm. in a bootlegger room right i got caught up in some of the technicalities here where it's like 
the guy gets locked in the room and then like he can't get out and i'm thinking to myself like how military grade is this bookcase that he can't like break through back yeah. back i don't know it just felt like so and it's like also like so closed in that he passes mm-hmm. out within an hour or two like how well, yeah much, it, it was just like some of this stuff well, feels a little contrived to me a little I, writery ghostly rules chris is this something that she would do why yeah. would she do this to be put to rest well like, i totally buy into the fact that a guy could hear the sounds of a little girl and then you know track down her body and then later the wife could hear the exact same sounds that lead her to Mm-hmm. Him, to and save I, him. And I liked how the cop also yeah. heard it. That yeah. was kind of a nice yeah. touch. Uh, I would say that she was obviously in a very traumatic end of her life and that those types of deaths can sometimes lead to people being trapped or lost in time and space mm-hmm. until some kind of closure happens. But I like how that I, I do like in this story that she was benevolent. Yeah. I like that she was just trying well, to. Well, she was just trying to. Yeah, but like, exactly. But so often you know, these kind of things like result in like angry spirits or whatever. This and was a like, clearly guys, help me, help me type yeah. instead of a <laughs> spirit. Is, that the, is, that, on, is like, that the technical term? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The help, help me, help me ghost? Not the boo-boo yeah. ghost. <laughs> <laughs> We've all played yeah. Mario. She was being pretty selfish. She was like, come save me, lock yourself in this room and die so yeah. you can find me. <laughs> she could have come said, on. watch out, that door is a bitch. Watch out. Also, wait, the only thing that doesn't make sense is a bitch. It doesn't sound like her at all. And then when all of them entered the room again, that's so funny. At the very end, they all go in to find the girl, and we're all like, guys, you're all going to get trapped in there. We're going to close the door. And we had another notable actor. That's right. Um, Mark Moses, who has been in a lot of things, but I definitely uh, recognize him from Desperate Housewives. Wisteria Lane. Yeah, and he's also in Mad Men, but like lots of shows. Oh, yeah, he was Duck in Mad Men. That's really good. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You had like Louis the Dip and then him. (laughs) (laughs) When he was in Conscious, I was like, my God, no one plays Unconscious like this. Like, no one like that guy. So much heart. You get that good in an actor, and then you're like, hey, you're going to be passed out. We got someone passed out. Get me Mark Moses. (laughs) (laughs) Only. No other actors in the episode? Don't need him. No. (laughs) Once you see this guy can't afford him can't afford him once you once you buy mark moses you gotta fire everyone else sweet sweet moses (laughs) all right let's go on to predictions chris fact or fiction i i I feel like uh this one's very believable it fits the ghostly rules uh i'm all in i like the story it's fact tiffany i'm also gonna go fact i thought it was fun and totally believable in the kernel of truth i'll go next Getting locked in the bookcase feels a little Hmm. shaky to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just feels like you could elbow your way back out. Mm -hmm. So for that reason, I'm going fiction. Kyle. I once went in a bathroom at a fancy nightclub and there was a secret bathroom stall in the bathroom. There was no one dead in there, but I'm going to go. But there was someone taking a poop. I'm going to go fact on this story. It was someone in a bad wig taking a poop. (laughs) Well, it depends what nightclub you're at. (laughs) Mark. My gut said fact when I watched it. I'm going to stick with that fact. Am I going to be the lone fiction or will the coin join me? Let's find out. Nope. The coin's like, (laughs) you're on your own, pal. Uh, The coin is voting fact and we are moving right along to story number four, which is called The Landlady. Officer. Yes, ma'am. I know who the prowler was. Who are you? I'm Norma, her neighbor. It was Mr. Harper. He died on the streets two weeks ago, and she couldn't care less. So how could he be the prowler if he's dead? 
Tiffany, you are not giving the summary. No. But Kyle, you are. <laughs> what yes. happened in this story? Uh, Geraldine Collins is an old landlady who, while sitting in her house, notices the silhouette of a prowler outside her window. So she goes out to investigate and doesn't see anything, but all of a sudden, all of her potted plants start tipping over and getting closer to her, and it's really freaky. So the next day, she calls the cops, and um, the cop is looking around her property, doesn't find anything, and a neighbor just emerges out of the bushes and tells him. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. Quite yeah. literally. Just, hey. I, I know who the prowler is. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you? <laughs> <laughs> so this neighbor uh, tells the officer about a former tenant of Geraldine's that she evicted. Uh, very nice man, and he later died on the street. That evening, the prowler returns in her window. She goes out to investigate again, and her dog runs off. And then Geraldine sees in the mud coming towards her footprints. Thump. Thump. Of an invisible Thump. person. So she's freaked out. We later are told that she moves several times, but no matter where she moves to, the footprints follow her. Very paranormal activity dun, dun, dun. because in, you know it's in in that in that uh, situation they're like oh uh, we should move out of the house and then the guy in paranormal activity is like it doesn't matter where you oh, go yeah. it will follow you because it's tied to you mm-hmm. which is so creepy so this story is asking us to believe could a ghost haunt somebody <laughs> yeah as as much as I you know I'm into these ghost stories you guys know this I, I've gotten that sense yes I, I got yeah. a sense too but it was more of a psychic sense that I just received oh. like from the ghosts themselves oh that's nice yeah and uh, I have so many problems <laughs> that's nice that's nice <laughs> that's cute Jess uh, <laughs> But I have so many problems with this story, and uh, it's just, uh, I just keep getting the sense that uh, the writers was like, we got to do some kind of weird ghost story, uh, like all of our other stories, but we're going <laughs> to, you know, this time we'll do, oh, we'll have this really cool effect with this mud footprint thing. <laughs> but here's my problem. The guy who they're This claimed- story was pitched by the prop guy. Yeah. yeah, he's like I fuck. I figured it out. He's done some good ones over the over the episodes. Let's give him credit. <laughs> I admit that the sequence was cool. Yeah, looking. Yeah, the way the mud like like it really Dropped looked cool. As it, though... it looked like there were really like invisible mm-hmm. footprints happening. Was they pretty cool. really tiny feet. Yeah, and they were like just perfect, like squared. <laughs> well, it was a six year old wearing bricks for <laughs> shoes. Guys, come on. Mike, I guess my question is, they are portraying the ghost to be the good tenant that she kicked out. But I have a hard time believing that the person who was kicked out, if they were that good a person, would spend the rest of its eternal life stalking this woman until she's dead or something. Well, really, she's only got a few more years left on her anyway. So he's not, he's not <laughs> yeah, putting that her dog that is much outliving her for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that dog took off, by the way. Like we were mentioning that as like the dog was like, this woman's crazy and she carries me around everywhere. I don't want to. The second be- that she put him down, he was <laughs> yeah, gone. Like, I'm yeah. sick yeah. of watching Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune every night. I'm out. <laughs> oh, the other thing that bumped me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one holds a baseball bat like that. And if they do, they're not hurting anybody with yeah, it. Yeah, she was holding the bat in the center of it. Like, you've got no leverage to do anything Now, with that. if a prowler came out and she started, like, twirling it around and, like, <laughs> like did all these yeah, fancy like martial Dar- arts. She's holding it in the center like Darth Maul. She's right. Gonna, right. You know, then but sure. I'm just so indifferent towards this story. Like, I don't know what to right. do with it. I'm like, yeah, I guess the kernel of truth, because all we really have is an old lady who, like, soon believes that she's haunted because of this horrible thing she did. I mean, that's really all it is. And really, I'm having a hard time believing why this story would get told over and over because she's essentially going to just tell someone like, 
I'm haunted. And they're going to be like, how, how, how do you know? And she's like, well, I saw my pots fall over. <laughs> I, I just don't understand what the story well, is, really. Like, what's the uh, evidence yeah. I mean, the here? neighbor was pretty adamant to um, share the story constantly. So I feel like she really got this story out there. She was <laughs> emerging from so many, like, woodworks around the yeah. neighborhood being like, guys. Yeah, people people are just hanging out in Central Park and they're like, God, I really need a really good story to tell. And she's like, I got a story. She comes out of the bushes to Central Park. <laughs> oh, wait, Jess, can but, we do the exchange between the two older women? It was Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, so the police officer comes over and he's like, it, you know, talking to this woman who emerged from the bushes. And then the, the other woman comes The other out. woman comes over. She's like, why, you nosy old bat, what you did. To that sweet man will not go unavenged. Oh, you shut up. You don't even know what you're talking about. You shut up. Oh, shut up. You oh, why don't you? Oh, you shut up. No, you shut up. No, you're you cr- shut up. Oh, okay, okay. You shut up. You shut up. You shut up. Shut up. And then the officer's like, why don't you both shut up? <laughs> Isn't this just a story about a crazy old lady who thinks she's being haunted and continues to move because everywhere she goes, she's yeah. crazy and thinks yeah. she's haunted? Fact. <laughs> But, yeah. but the the story portrayed her as a woman who did not believe in in anything. She was saying, "Oh, go so fooey, whatever." And then, <laughs> okay, yeah, she didn't believe, but fooey she was being was freaked never, out by something. No I one may said fooey. Embellished no a little one bit. Said fooey. <laughs> Let's go on to predictions. First up, Tiffany, fact or fiction? Um, you know, my gut instinct when I watched the episode was fact. And so it's kind of me going against my better judgment because there are a lot of things I don't like about this one. But I think the kernel is there, so I'm going to say fact. I'll go next. I agree completely. Fact. Kyle. I could go either way on this one. I'm going to go fact and not be confident about it. <laughs> I'm going to go fact. <laughs> Mark. I don't know. Is it a TFTBF? <laughs> Which clear, one? Or is it fact. a TFTBF? <laughs> right. It does feel just like, yeah, nothing happens. It's just like too facty. Um, but boy, that next story. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go fact. Chris, I have no idea what the fuck you guys are talking about. This is fiction beyond measure. <laughs> no question. Ooh. Fiction. Wow, right, Chris, I love it. He's going hard on it. Let's flip a coin. The coin agrees with Chris. The coin is voting fiction. And we are moving on to story number five, which is called Curse. You have no power over me, Edie. Oh, yeah. What if I put a curse on you? I can do that, you know. Go ahead. Put a curse on me. I'm not afraid of you, Edie. Alright, this story is called Curse. I'll give you the summary. A girl named Edie is sent to a therapist because her parents are like, she's a little weird. She gets to the therapist's office and she's like, I'm not weird. I'm a witch. And I can prove it. I'll put a curse on you, therapist. And therapist is like, go for it girl so she does and actually the curse actually completely happens like she's seeing Edie in her dreams her fiance leaves her her house catches on fire this all happens in the course of a week by the way and she begs Edie to take the curse off Edie's like I think this is fun 
and I'm going to go sing in my Evanescence cover band later tonight because she looks like Amy Lee. And so she actually doesn't sing in the Evanescence cover band, but she does join a coven. So we're, later she's like, I'm not taking the curse away. So she's at this ritualistic coven acceptance ceremony. They accept her into the coven. They do some little pentagram on her forehead. And then it's revealed that the high priestess, they're all wearing masquerade masks from like Batman <laughs> Returns, by the way. And the masquerade masks come off and the high priestess is the therapist all along. Dun-dun-dun. So this story is asking us to believe, could a therapist have tricked a girl into joining her coven? They do mention, by the way, that the reason this whole shenanigans happened is because the therapist runs a coven of friendly witches, Mm -hmm. and she wanted her to join that coven. And by binding to a coven, you have to do the practices of that coven. Can I tell you? Okay. Friendly, which she can't curse yeah, anyone. That, that's the whole point. That's a major yeah. point. Yes. Yeah. Major point. Yes. Major point. And major I, point. Why did this happen? Major point. But I will say that there was a hint in the story in the beginning that this therapist, you know where I'm going with this, yeah, Tiffany? Oh, yeah. This therapist worked with girls like this before. Girls that are obsessed with the movie The Craft. <laughs> and I think that this group that she has Which is one? a bunch of these girls who have come, uh, you know, whatever, the therapist has helped, and they kind of, like, play, you know, these witches to help other girls that are in that situation get over. Not that there's anything to get over mm. necessarily. Wait, for- isn't that exactly what happened? Well, but it's not clear that the... I'm I'm saying that I don't know that this is a real witch, a real, like, good witch coven. I'm saying this might just be an act that the therapist is putting on with former patients that she's had to help this girl recover from wanting to do evil in the world. Okay, so because this patient, so because Edie believes in witches, she will follow anything she says because she now thinks she's in this coven. See, I thought I thought the kernel of truth would be like literally they would just hear about this good coven of witches that like brought people who wanted to do evil into their cover coven. Like that could be a random like story, wife's tale, whatever that I feel like Beyond Belief could have blown up into like what we just saw. Did the parents kind of shop around at different therapists and they heard about, you know, actually if if your daughter really is having this issue, you know who you should see. There's yeah. a woman who actually specializes in negative. And it's almost like yeah. exposure therapy in a way, but it's kind <laughs> of like twisted exposure therapy. It's definitely manipulative, but my results speak for themselves. <laughs> I've just never heard of a good witch besides Sabrina. Uh, but, Samantha. Well, okay, hold on. Samantha. I don't know. That's my I was an I dream a genie. Am I the only one thinking that this is such a crazy one that everyone would assume that it would be fiction? So it's probably randomly true. I just, there have been so many like that vampire one that still bothers me where it's like whenever it gets really crazy, it's because the audience expects. But this is basically just a story about a therapist who is helping troubled youth. Yes. I mark my words. It's going to be like, do you think this really happened? It did. Fact. Boom. And it'll be like, based on first-hand accounts from the 1930s. Yeah, something. Right? That's, That's what's going to happen. About, like, it's going to be an old yeah. tale yeah. from this like old therapy. Do like, they ever Freud, do that? Freud-esque. Yeah, sometimes it'll be like, uh, based oh, on yeah. accounts from the 1970s. But they place it in a sometimes. modern day? Yeah, the wedding dress oh, for one. for sure. The was wedding from, dress was from the 30s yeah. or whatever. It was from the yeah. 1800s or something weird Chris like wasn't that. there for that one, though. Mohammed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's go into predictions. First up, Kyle. Fact or fiction? This seems so plausible about a lady just helping troubled youth to me. 
but I'm going to go fiction. Fake out Chris. Okay, so I thought that this conversation would help me, <laughs> but it has not. Of course not. <laughs> so I wrote down on my paper, fact, question mark. So I'm going to write, I'm just going to go with whatever my gut was. In fact, Mark? There's a weird kind of thing where like we, since since I voted fact three times before in a row, I'm like, well, obviously this one can't be fact based on my old stuff, but you shouldn't judge things mm-hmm. on that. You should judge them <laughs> completely in a vacuum. Correct. Oh, man. But uh, also a <laughs> friend of the podcast, Alex Walsh, who listens religiously. Uh, our would, numbers expert. Yeah, our numbers expert. He he knows all the stats of everything. He would say that's called the gambler's fallacy. I'm going to vote fiction because we had a witch episode in the past and that one was fact. Which episode? The old women. The old ladies and the witch. I was not in there for which, that one. Which episode? Thank which, you. Uh, oh, which, thank you, Jess. Oh, thank yeah. you for catching Kyle, that. I'm here for you. Uh, <laughs> Tiffany. I feel bamboozled. (laughs) You should. Bowie. Even though I normally my gut would so say fiction on this one, I I feel like it's just crazy enough that I want to go fact and I'm just trying to hopefully only get one instead of two wrong. All right. I'm going to go last and I'm going to say, yeah, this happened. I mean, it's going to be a story from like the 60s or something where it's like there was just a bunch of you know, therapies that were being tried and probably should not have been tried <laughs> and uh, were like very manipulative. I'm going fact on this one. Let's find out what the coin predicts. Fact. All right. We have all made our predictions for all the stories. In a moment, we're going to find out which stories are fact and which are fiction. Stay with us. Hi, guys. We are here with Mark, Tiffany, and Kyle. And we talked a little bit about psychics earlier in the show. And I've been to many. So I thought it might be fun to play a game called Psyched or Psychic. Sorry, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. (laughs) Are you listening to these bits? (laughs) So here's how this works. I am going to read off different predictions or things that a psychic has told me. If you think that a psychic told me a statement, you say psychic. And if you think I totally made it up, you say psyched. Okay. Got it? Psych. That's right. Too soon, Mark. Too soon. Okay, here we go. When I was living in Florida, a psychic told me that my life would lead to film and television because she saw my life through a film strip. Is that true or false? Psychic. Um, I'm also going to go psychic. I'm going to go psych. The correct answer is psychic. Oh, what? Nice job, you guys. Yes. Also, Tiffany, when you say psych, can you just go psych? Like, it, I mean, just put a little. <laughs> if Fine. you're wrong, <laughs> it doesn't sound. I don't want to say it's as excited now because I just got one wrong. Tiffany's now going to go psychic on all of them. I know. <laughs> just despite you. Okay, a psychic once told me that I will win a thousand dollars or about a thousand dollars on a scratch-off <laughs> lotto ticket. So every time I notice. A $1 scratcher at a gas station, I will buy it. Uh, Haven't won yet. I've never seen you buy a scratcher. Psych. It was psychic. That sounds just weird enough. Psych. That one is a psych. Damn. Sorry, <laughs> Tiffany. It's just like there's no there's no scratch tickets in this apartment. Also <laughs> can, can we make the final one worth like Two points. Sure. No, you need to catch up. Wait, what? Are we competing for something? No one told me. <laughs> no one told me there'd be a prize. Okay. No one told you that there would be a prize, but a psychic <laughs> told me that my deceased grandma said that I need to be wearing sunscreen and I had been sitting in the sun a lot 
prior to that reading, so it was kind of strange. Oh, this sounds so Chrissy. Like, not. <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> good or bad. Mean? I bet Chris is it like it sounds very Chris-like. Oh, great. <laughs> Wait, just because you don't think Chris wears sunscreen? No, it just seems very, like a very weird Chris story, like that that would happen and psychic would say it. Psychic. Yeah, I'm also going to go. I don't think you'd bring up your grandmother if it wasn't a true thing, so psychic. Psych. That one's a psychic prediction. Yeah, and I didn't go in there burned because that would. <laughs> that would have been funny if you're so like, bright red and she's like, you need more sunscreen. You're like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, a psychic once referenced a large object in the sky that I saw on my 21st birthday. It's called the moon. An airplane? A psychic? <laughs> oh, the game isn't to guess what I saw, <laughs> oh, just to be clear. It. Okay, sorry. Did a psychic tell me that? Or Wait, tell Wait, you what? <laughs> what, what? What did you learn? No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> so did a psychic it. tell me? That I had seen a large object in the sky at one time on my 21st Wait, what birthday. what was a large object? Oh, well, I don't even know what it was today. I'm just saying that I had seen an object <laughs> in the sky. <laughs> is this hard this to is becoming This is becoming like fact or fiction where it doesn't even fucking matter how much. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter, Mark. Just say psyched or psychic. Psyched. 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 Psych. That's a psyched. Let's move on. <laughs> it better be. <laughs> okay last up my mom's psychic told her that i was gay before i even met this person and i came out a year later this one has some depth <laughs> yeah but would your mom see a psychic i, I guess is the yeah. question i'm gonna go with psych psyched I can't. Sorry, I'm really trying to get behind doing it in the correct way. You, by the end, you will get there, and then it's gonna be done. It's gonna be over. Uh, I'm also gonna go psych, <laughs> psychic. That's a psychic. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I can't I, believe was, I never heard that story. I was outed uh, before I was even supposed to be. <laughs> Did your mom believe it? I think so, because yeah. she she asked okay. me on the car ride home because we had gone together. She went first. I went second. Wait, how, uh, how old were you? If 23? 24? Had you been going to like uh, her psychic before? I have not. I had not. Oh, you had not met no, her this before. Was the first, this oh, is the first time I ever met her. And I only really met her after uh, my mom's reading. Yeah. Huh. It was a very strange situation. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting in-depth on this commercial I was going to say. Yeah. No, wait. We'll, we'll talk more off mic later. <laughs> Great. <laughs> more follow-up questions. And that's psyched or psychic. Psyched, psyched or psychic. psychic. Kyle, Kyle, where Kyle didn't that pick one? it up. I still didn't know I was supposed to do that. <laughs> which stories were fact and which were fiction? All right. First up, first story. This is the one about the artist who committed suicide by jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge and then mysteriously sent a package of predictive illustrations and ended up killing another guy now everyone voted fiction including the coin guys oh it's gonna be bad guys oh no let's find out we got this what the truth <laughs> is did you think this one was simply too far out to really have happened we fooled you we based this story on an actual occurrence that took place in the late 60s on the west coast fact uh, this goes again with the whole, well, I haven't heard about it, so it has to be uh, fiction, which is just not true. No, well, we told you that, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did tell us that. We've act- we actually Bullshit. tell you that pretty consistently, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm still grasping. 
When Chris gets it wrong, I get it right. (laughs) Let's go ahead and move on to story number two, which is called Louis the Dip. This is the one about the pickpocket who lost a piece of paper and it was worth $4 million. Now, everyone thinks that this story happened. Let's find out what the truth is. If you guessed this one was totally made up, we got you. According to our research, this one happened to a pickpocket in New Jersey. It's fact. Fact. No one guessed that that was totally made up. No. Yeah. No. He's for, like, for those oh. of you who guessed that it was totally made up, like your grandmother no. maybe watching. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's, that was so factual, I probably could have guessed that it happened in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to story number three, which is called The Wailing. This is the one about the Moffitt's house where the guy locked himself in a trap door and then everyone almost locked himself in a trap door, but they found the daughter, but they didn't look in the safe. Now, <laughs> Tiffany, hated that. Tiffany, Chris, Kyle, Mark, you guys think this actually happened. You predicted fact. I am the lone fiction on this one. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Let's find out what the truth is. Did you think this story was too strange to be true? Well, research tells us that a similar story happened in the Midwest in the early 80s. Fact. Mid-80s, Midwest. Why did Mo Fitz have a home in the Midwest? Too many mids. <laughs> All right, let's go on to story number four. This is called The Landlady. This is the one about the really awesome set design prop of the footprints in the mud. And she just kept moving. But the footprints always followed. Squish, squish. That's squish. that's a better. What did you do earlier? You were doing thuds uh, earlier. I don't Your know, foley man. work was totally <laughs> off earlier, Mark. You it were was like, as bad as that lightning. <laughs> 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 All right, Tiffany, Kyle, Mark, you guys, and myself voted fact on this one. Chris, you are the lone fiction. Will you suffer the same fate I did on the last story? Let's find out what the truth is. Did you think this story really happened? Not this time. Aww. We were tracking lies through the mud. It's false. Ooh, another fiction. Another pun? Another. Were, it just, that was a bonus pun. He was, just, bonus. he was so excited about this being fiction. He was like, yeah, and you know what? Here's a pun for you. Here's another pun. I got puns for days. You know, puns so, for days. As soon as he said, like, uh, you know, it's a story about the landlady who had footsteps following her. As soon as he said that, there was a part of me where I was like, oh, damn, it's you fiction. Knew. You knew. Like, as soon as it was explained oh, to me in that way, there was something that sounded so fiction about it. I, Jonathan I don't know. I just, I still feel like this is fact. I yeah. can't believe that I spent like six full minutes trying to convince you guys that this was clearly fake. And then it was like, fact, 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 mm-hmm. fact. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, well, we'll find out if the last story, which is where we're most split of all of these stories, mm-hmm. three to two split, curse. This is the one about the questionable therapeutic practice of tricking young women into joining a good cult. Chris, Tiffany, myself, we think it's fact. Mark, Kyle, you think it's fiction. Let's find out what the truth is. Did you think this tale of witchcraft was nothing but smoke? Our research tells us it happened in New England around the late 70s. Fact. Fact. Not only did I get this right, but I also feel pretty good about predicting it was going to be an old-timey bullshit. 70s, therapeutic that's practice. not that old-timey. I said 60s. I was you, close. You guys were talking okay. like turn of the century. Don't say bullshit. Yeah, they I'll, were helping little girls. Kyle, I want some definite research done on this segment. <laughs> Which one? The uh, the curse? The curse. Excuse me, Mark, curse? Mark always wants uh, some additional yeah. research. Mo whenever fits. whenever he Find gets it wrong, he's like, <laughs> I demand additional research done. <laughs> Conducted immediately. 
Uh, he has a pipe in his yes, mouth already. <laughs> yeah. And Jesse, I just want to say that during trying to talk about how it's going to be from a random decade, you gave us like three or four different decades. Oh, no, I, it could be I didn't know what he was talking over about. Over like 30 he, seconds, yeah. you're like, it's, it's going to be something from the 40s. It's he did a shotgun blast prediction. Guys, so he so, be guys this is exactly how it. psychics work, except the one Chris went to. <laughs> uh, they predict five or six things, and then when one of them hits, they disclaim that was the right one. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go ahead and find out what the scores were quickly going around. Did anyone get one right? I got two right. Did anyone tie with me? Oh, yeah. Kyle, Mark. Hey there. Well, there you go. Did anyone get three right? I got three right. Tiffany, congratulations. Chris, did you tie with Tiffany? No, I got four right. Whoa. Oh, man. Makes him so angry when he wins. I hate Chris. You win every season, Mark. Let me have something. (laughs) I need something, Mark. I need something. I know who the prowler is. I know who got four. Shut up, Jesse. Shut up. Shut up. You shut up, You shut up. Shut your mouth. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Calm down. You guys need to cool off. Yeah, both go to your rooms and cool off. Take off your shirts and like, what? Just, You're what? narrating yeah, a uh, sex me? scene. He, he's like, you ladies need to go back and just, you know, like open your blinds. Take your cardigans take your off and just off fucking and eat some, no, play no. some Marjan. You got to eat some oatmeal. I am oatmeal. stopping this. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is not making it to the podcast. <laughs> Please cut this, Jesse. Eat some oatmeal? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> women eat, I think oatmeal. I don't know. What did the coin oh, yeah. get, Kyle? The coin got three out of five. It got 60%. The coin beat Kyle. Mark, myself, tied with Tiffany, and Chris outsmarted the coin this week. Congratulations, Chris, as our resident winner this week. I love the clapping. Let's add that to every win that I have. Don't get used to it. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for listening at home, and until next week, this is Beyond Beyond Belief. Beyond Beyond Belief is produced by five friends living in Los Angeles. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed music for the original series. Our introduction is voiced by Mark Winston. If you liked our podcast, guys, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and tell a friend. All audio clips are used strictly for educational commentary and are copyright their original creators. You can send us feedback questions or share your own story that is Beyond Belief by visiting our website at beyondbeyondbelief.com, as well as find show notes and links to us on social media thanks for listening and we're going to be trying to use instagram more so check us out we're like learning stories and we're like putting little captions on it's cute it's really cute you shut up chris you shut it just shut up shut up you shut it shut the instagram down shut it 